WROL, the spirit of Boston. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL or AM 1260 WBIX if you're listening on Sunday night. And uh, the sports guys were just saying, you know, happy Christmas Eve morning, and one of their one of their friends said there's, there's no such thing as Christmas Eve morning, and yes, there is. This is what this is. So if you're listening right now, it's Christmas Eve morning. We got a great show planned for today. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. We'll be talking with uh, Dave from Auto Toys a little bit later. Uh, we'll be talking about a car that got me here today, and also we'll be giving away some tickets to the Boston Auto Show. But with me on the phone right now is uh, Junior Damato. Junior Damato actually, I think, got me doing radio. Good morning, Junior. Hey, good morning. I can't believe it's Saturday. I'm not at the shop. I know. I'm not anywhere. I'm here. You're there. You're at you're at home. I'm at, I'm at the little uh, sh- the little cottage as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you you know, you I I was going back. Somebody said to me once, "How'd you get into radio?" And I said, "Well, I don't know that I'm really in it. I just sort of do it." But um I said, "Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was I remember it was St. Patrick's Day." And one of my coworkers said, I need you to go into WBZ and do an interview with Lavelle Diet at 5 o'clock on Sunday night on St. Patrick's Day. And I said, I don't want to do that. I don't do radio. I'm, I fix cars. And uh, he said, no, no, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. He called, he called me about two hours before we were supposed to go on and said, hey, I'm not feeling well. Can you go? And I ended up going there and doing it. And then I said, I don't want to do this again. And about two weeks later, I was uh, on Lauren and Wally's show doing the same thing. And I said, I, I, this isn't what I like to do. When you said to me, hey, if this is going to be part of your job, go find a radio station that where you can volunteer and go hang out and get comfortable talking with people. And that's just what I did. And that was, I don't know, how, how many years ago was that? 25 years ago? Oh, 25 or 30. Yeah, a long time ago. Wow. Isn't so, that amazing? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy that we're all getting older. I guess that's a good thing. We are getting older. Oh, you know, I don't know about you, John, but uh, I am still in my uh, early twenties. You, you still, you still, uh, you still melting rear tires whenever you can. I'm going to go out today and try to melt them. So I'm going to today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. It's Saturday. It's eight thirty-three or so in that ballpark, and uh, I am uh, going leaving here. Go pay a couple of bills. Go see some of the guys on the salvage yard and try to buy a few used cars. That way, we can remarket them uh, in a week. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you, the cars that we've been looking at, uh, 100000 is a brand-new car. 200000 is uh, pretty much broken in, and it's got another 100 plus left on it. Back in the day, at 50000 well, you got to pull the heads and do the valves, yep. and the rings are all gummed up, and my, my, my. I was with a, a little lady last evening, um, 16 years old, goes to a school right down here in New Bedford, She's got two years under her belt as a diesel mechanic slash going forward for a technician. Mm-hmm. What a conversation we had with her dad and her mom last evening at the uh, little Chinese restaurant up the street. Unbelievable. She goes, why did Ford do what they do with that 6.0 and 6.4 diesel? Uh, well, if she knows the answer to that, maybe she can go get a work, go get a job at Ford. Oh, my yeah. God. It was so funny. She says, yeah. yeah a pair of head gaskets and the cylinder head bolts on a, a 6.0. <laughs> I 
Unbelievable. I mean, her fingernails are picture perfect. I says, how do you get those fingernails looking like that? She says, well, they had them done today. She goes, Monday they won't look, Tuesday they won't look so good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was pretty interesting seeing a lot of ladies now going into the industry that was predominantly a uh, male industry, and I'm so happy for her. Two years under her belt, uh, two more to go, and then she says, I don't know what I'm going to do. She goes, I never knew there was so many electronics to do now with the new diesels. I'm working on the old stuff, and it still is a, uh, a chore. Yeah, no, it, it's it's good to hear that because all the trades, whether whether it's plumbers or carpenters or uh, you know automotive or body shop, they're all screaming for help right now. And you know the Votech schools are doing the best they can, but there's still you know there's a there's a big need for good qualified people that want to learn. And you know when you and I were kids, all we wanted to do was take stuff apart and put it back together. And you know some kids today they're not that interested in that. No, it was pretty interesting. In fact, you think the car industry is crazy. We just did a heating system down here in our little addition, and uh, I had to have the guy come down because I couldn't get the heat to work. He says, we put it on a schedule. He says, I don't want a schedule. I want a digital thermostat that's 1950s. If you want to get heat, you push for heat. You want air conditioning, you push for air conditioning. He said, okay, but, I mean, everything's working on five-volt reference signals. It's amazing what's going on in our world of cars. Now, the other thing is, John, look at the cars that you and I both get to drive. I drove home a three-cylinder Mitsubishi. I don't even know what what name of the car is. It's a three-cylinder, John. It's a great little get-around car, but it's it's not me in any way, shape, or form. I'd rather have a, I hate to say this, a two-year-old Corolla. Yeah, that that Mitsubishi Mirage. I I think I just I well I was I I haven't been driving anything for a few weeks. But prior to that, I think that was one of the last cars I drove. And and I uh, uh, well I had it. I drove it from my house down to Southern Connecticut, and uh, it is not a highway. It, it is not something you want to spend a lot of time on the highway on. No, my back yeah. was kind of sore the other night after bending over and working on cars, but it was okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's a nice little commuter car. Yeah. It gets about 38 miles a gallon. Yeah. It's a three-cylinder. And now, if you've noticed, uh, even Lexus now with their little GS cars, the 200, it's a four-cylinder with a turbo. That Mercedes 300 is a four-cylinder with a turbo. Yep. The 28 BMW, again, four-cylinder with not one but two turbos. Yep. No, that little Mitsubishi, I think, is 78 horsepower. And... Uh, you know, if this was 1959, that would be a lot of horsepower. But in, uh, you know, almost 2017, that's not a lot of horsepower. But you're right. It gets hybrid-like fuel economy. It's, uh, I think I think I said to, uh, I think I ended my review of the car with something like, you know, give Mitsubishi an A for effort, but a C about how they finally, what it finally ended up with. So Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think as a commuter car, I think it will be okay. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. You want to buy that or you want to buy a little uh, Nissan plug-in Leaf? You know, electric car. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I got to go to the Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, a lot, uh, you know, there are people that love electrics. I have, I have quite a few listeners that have uh, a variety of different electric cars, and they're like, I, I just don't like going to the gas station anymore. My yeah. boss at work has a fancy electric car, and yeah, he, Tesla, yeah, yeah, and he can go two hundred and fifty miles between charges. So, and he's got a. He's got a, a charging station at his house, and of course we got work, yeah. work, and he's got it all figured out how he can drive up to New Hampshire and visit his grandkid and all that stuff. But um, you know, people you have, shouldn't their, have to do that. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you hear what you just said. I heard exactly it, it, what I just it, said. Uh, he, he said 
You, he figured it out. He how figured he it out. Yeah. He shouldn't have to figure it out, John. It's that guy should be able to go. Yeah, it should be able to go. Or what they need to do is just put a little, uh, a little uh, extender motor in the back, like GM has. Yeah, at BMW the same thing with the little, uh, with the little i3 and the uh, fancy i8. They got that little three-cylinder gas engine in the back that runs a generator that can keep it going and going and going. So under those conditions, John, I would say I would consider it. I have a GM vehicle that I've had for ten years, and now I've got to replace the batteries. Mm-hmm. Finally, after 10 years. Yep. And we use that vehicle around here. We probably drive it probably 10, 15 miles uh, on a charge because it's just a local little thing. Yep. It's, you know, yep. 19, yep. whatever that is, 2005 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing, I mean, the thing still works. Yep. It's got on wipers, no heat, of course, seat belts, no airbags, none of that crap. But it's a little, you know, if you want to go to the post office with it, I mean, we've had it for 100 years and yep. it was only three grand or whatever the yep. price was, you know. Yep. No, doors. Anyway, no doors. No um, doors either, right? Yeah, no, it's got oh, it's got uh, plastic doors. Plastic doors, okay. Plastic, yeah, it, it certainly isn't uh, uh, the insurance company compliant car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back in the day, you know, Ford. Remember Ford had something like that. That yep. was a pretty. I like the Ford one was much better than the Chrysler version. Yeah, the Ford the Ford one. I think they were using them. I think the city of Boston was using them for uh, meter made cars or something. Uh, so. I, I think even the city of Brockton, uh, the city of Champions, had a bunch of them. Uh, but yeah. anyway. Uh, Tom from Rockland called me yesterday to say hello, and he says, make sure you say hello to your, your buddy John when you talk to him tomorrow morning if I can't get through. I said, all right, Tom. Yeah, but, Tom. Uh, we've been doing this a long time, buddy. I, we certainly have. <laughs> hey, so what, uh, you know, you you know, you have the shop in Hyde Park, you have the shop in Middleborough. What uh, what, uh, what challenges you see in these days? Um, <clears throat> without the use of um, telematics like uh, Identifix, uh, All Data, and Mitchells, we'd be in deep trouble. Yeah. Uh, Ground wires are probably the most predominant problem that we see. The next is going to be people that poke the wire to check to see if it had power. Yep, I got power there. I just leave it alone. Three years later, it's all gangrene under the car. Uh, Very big problem. The other thing is alternators are starting to uh, burn up pretty good. Now, alternators are running probably close to a couple of hundred degrees when they're working. Hmm. And uh, you can go down to your local box store and buy an alternator for $100, hypothetically. Or you can go to a company that sells, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, Delphi's or uh, the NGK's or whatever, a high-end alternator or a Bosch alternator for three times the money. The thing you pay three times the money, you don't have to take it out six months later, number one. If you do a Bosch brand alternate, John, it's two years, 24,000 miles, free towing in R&R anywhere in the U.S. of A. As long as you have your receipt with you or you mailed in the, the packet that no one ever mails in to Bosch mm-hmm. to get your, uh, you register it. But, yeah, a lot of alternator problems. Starters haven't been too, pro- too problematic. Yeah. Um, air ratio sensors, catalytic converters now are very common because we've got lots and lots of miles on them. And do you buy a cheap little cat or do you go with a... A good aftermarket cat or the factory cat. Well, the the factory cats in some cases, like I had to put one on my Wrangler, eight hundred and eighty dollars mm-hmm. for the hundred dollar core charge. Um, if I went with an aftermarket, it was five hundred and probably thirty, but it probably would have lasted a year before it set another check engine light. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be real careful and watch the warranties. The other thing we're seeing is the amount of uh, cheap cheap mufflers and pipes that are being put on by a lot of different applications and shops. One year, that's it, and yep. they're done. Now you yep. paid $80 for the muffler, but it's a year later and it's gone. 
batteries that we see, John, um, that are not keeping their charge. You and I both write columns. Uh, people are complaining about a variety of different vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you mentioned the Subarus. I see a lot of GM stuff in New York where people go away for uh, two weeks, come back, the battery's dead. They only drive them a little bit. These vehicles, you need to drive them, or you need to buy one of the little battery jump boxes that are now probably around 80 bucks at the most for a pretty decent one. They've dropped the price way down. I'm a little late in battery chargers, uh, battery jump boxes, and they charge your cell phones. They get a little flashlight. Those things actually work, unlike the ones we used to plug in the cigarette yeah. lighter that they gave us to us that didn't work. Yeah, those, those uh, I actually got one of those to catch on fire one day, so. You don't need that. No, you don't need that. But the, you're right, the little lithium-ion ones, um, I got one, and I, I think I have one in each car just in case. And uh, somebody somebody said to me they were doing something, and they had an electric winch. I said, hook it up to this thing. See see what happens. And it ran the winch motor with no problem. So, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, out of this little thing that uh, you know you can throw in your back pocket, it was it was pretty amazing. And the other thing, the other thing I, I'm starting to see, and I know you're starting to see it a lot too uh tpms sensors that are just plain wearing out because they're just old you know five to seven years and the big thing was all the aftermarket ones mm. uh, that they used to see the other thing forget about them wearing out and not registering the amount of leaks yeah oh my goodness gracious i'm putting in uh probably a half a dozen tire pressure monitors a week and what brand do we use john the factory yeah yeah you pay a little bit more but you don't have a problem with them and you know the other thing. The other thing I know you're seeing too. Every, you know you get you get a ten year old car in with uh, with alloy wheels on it, and you go to change the tires, and you look at the wheels, and they they look horrible. And you're like, what do you do now? Well, the inside of the wheels are just incredibly corrosive. Uh, yeah. And what we're doing with those is we have a wire brush on the end of a uh, a little die grinder yep. thing that you mm -hmm. plug it in. Uh, and uh, I, I tell you, people are going to call back John and say, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. What we've done to prevent the um, corrosion from building back up is instead of using, John, the tire lubricants, mm -hmm. you know, spray or whatever, rubber lack, regular everyday transmission fluid. You know, right or wrong, we have not had one car mm -hmm. ever come back with corrosion. Is it the correct way? Well, you know what? I wouldn't use motor oil. Yeah. But if you think about transmission fluid, rubber seals and gaskets and, and things in the transmissions, we've never had a problem. Yeah. And whether it's right or wrong, John, I don't know, but that's what I've used. And I've never had one car come back with a corrosive rent problem. And the other thing is, people, uh, listeners may know now, that as long as you can get the nut off the tire pressure monitor, they do sell seal kits available now. Yeah. They're like only 3 or $4. The problem is that nut will a lot of times freeze on to the uh, tire pressure monitor stem, and then you go to take it off, and you end up breaking the tire pressure monitor. Yeah, I know the the folks over at Sullivan Tire when they do a flat repair and they take it apart, they plug it and they patch it. They also rebuild the tire pressure monitor at the same time, and you pay a little bit more. But when you're done, you get a new gasket, a new nut, a new cap, um, and you get the tire repaired right. So, you know, again, you pay a little bit more, but you know, it's not going flat later. Last but not least, when you go to take the tire valve out of the little valve stem, a lot of times you can't take it out because the stem freezes. Uh, the little valve yep. core freezes inside the stem, so you just have to depress the uh, the valve to let the air out. I mean, it's it's crazy what we're seeing. Yeah, I, I, and and these are things that were supposed to make life easier and safer for us, and all they're doing is you know making things more expensive. 
And they're going back, I understand, to no more tire pressure monitors, just working the tire pressure uh, off, the an- yeah. off the analog brake sensors yeah, again. Exactly what GM did back in 1998 or something. So Yeah, I think it was, yeah, 98. Yeah. I think yeah. it might have even been earlier than that, number yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Toyota did it for a long time, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. But the world of automobiles is crazy. So what are we doing for the Christmas holiday, John? What are we buying? I hear you're going to have the, the toy man on this morning. What are we going to talk uh, about? We, yeah, we've we got uh, Dave from Auto Toys on. He's coming on a little bit later. And, you know, for people who haven't uh, who haven't uh, thought about their last-minute gifts, he, he's, uh, he's a pretty smart guy. He has a uh, remote car starter all in a box, all wrapped with a bow on it. And it's really, it's actually an old, it's actually an old stock. It's not something you'd want to use, but it gives somebody something to unwrap. And then when they, when they come back with this uh, remote car starter, you don't put that one back. You don't put that one in. He puts a brand, brand new, you know, latest technology in. But, you know, somebody has something to unwrap under the tree and they go, hey, a remote car starter and like... Uh, our buddy Paul Sullivan from the Irish Hit Parade says, remote car start, a whole lot cheaper than a garage. It's a whole lot cheaper. And, you know, uh, I got a phone call the other day. Or I did something on BZ with Rod Fritz, our very good friend. And I said, you know, Rod, these automatic car starters, he, he asked me the question, is it okay to, is it going to yet to go start your car up and let it run a few minutes before you decide to go away to heat the car up? I says, you know what? I says, here we go with the hate mail. I says, if it was so bad to start your car up like we used to think years ago, why are the car companies offering these things as, in some cases, standard equipment with Chrysler, GM, and some Fords? Yep. Yeah, no, it's... I, I like it. Like, okay. I, like I said to people, you know, you don't need to start your car up, but if you want a warm car or a cold car, that's what they're for. You know, my, my advice to people always is, you know, if you get in your car and it's cold out, by the time you put your seatbelt on, find your favorite radio station... Then when you put the car in gear, just drive it like it's a brand new car for the first 10 minutes until it starts to warm up. And that's that's how you take care of your car. But if you want to let it warm up out in your driveway, do that too. I, I'm a warm-up in the driveway kind of guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with this. Hey, you know, I, I'll, I'll let you know how many how many days this week I went out and started up my car so when my wife got in, it was nice and warm. So. Yeah, well, you got to do that kind of stuff. And then you got to worry about... Is someone going to jump in that car and just drive away with us? One can only one can only hope. <laughs> That's another thing with car starters. They seem, they seem to make a big deal. They seem to work, and they're, they're very trouble-free these days, and they've come way down in money, the cost. The other thing for us people that are getting a little bit on the older senior side, if you have a car, you love it, and you already have a car starter, but you wish you had bun warmers, heated seats are a very inexpensive item to have installed in uh, most vehicles, for a couple of hundred dollars on average, you can have a heated seat uh, element put in these cars, and they work better than the factory. Yeah, no, they they work good. And, and if you if you have a car that uh, you get lucky with the seat covers that just unzip, even easier. Yeah, and the other yep. thing is, if you don't want to even install it, they have these ones at a lot of the auto stores where you just can you know plug it plug it right in your cigarette lighter. Now those things are that's like a thirty five dollar or forty buck item. And those things do work. Yeah, even no, if it works right. for one season, you're you're done and you're all ready to go. Now, for uh, you know, for people that have Jeeps that always seem to have a little bit of a draft or a little bit of uh, you know, a little chill, you know, having those uh, electric seat cushions, money well spent to keep warm. Yeah, wait a minute. Jeeps have the Jeeps with the canvas tops have air leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to believe. Yeah. 
Okay. One of the worst vehicles out there and one of the best-selling vehicles, and it retains its sales uh, figures and its sales value more than just about any other vehicle out there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it almost doesn't make sense to buy a used Jeep unless you can find one just right because, uh, you know, you, you look at one that's six, seven, eight years old and they want ten, twelve thousand $12,000 for it, you're almost better off buying, a, a, a you know, one without a lot of options in it that's brand new for 22000 Yep, I mean, if you look at 06 was the last year of the old body style, they're still bringing ten, twelve grand with a hundred plus thousand miles on them. Yeah, there's a there's there's a guy there's a guy heading down your way down towards Middleborough and Lakeville. It's got a bunch of them out there, and every time I drive by, it's like it's like ten thousand, twelve thousand, fourteen thousand. I'm like these things these things are ten years old. Yeah, they are, and you know what? Uh, usually the straight six cylinders, John. Have virtually no problems yep. at all. Yep. No, that was yep. that was a, that was a good engine. That was uh, I don't know. I think that was a, a an engine that had been around since the '60s in one form or another. And, and you're right; it's been yeah. a good engine. What have What have you uh, What have you driven that surprised you over the past year that you said, "Wow, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be." Well, one of the cars that comes to mind right away is that uh, the Ford Mustang, the GTR 350, was mm. an amazing little car. Yeah, I uh, never I never got to drive that. I got it for a day. Yeah. <laughs> you start with a day. It was yeah. really an interesting vehicle. Um, I, I think that there are so many really wonderful cars out there today. Uh, Kia and Hyundai have come so far ahead of the ball game. Uh, Toyota, Honda, uh, the little Lexus cars are, are really nice. Mm. I'm really not keen on the four-cylinder uh, turbocharged cars. I was really disappointed with the BMW, the 328 or whatever they call yeah. it. That was a disappointing automobile. Um, the Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee uh, and the Renegade, the Italian little Jeep, yep. that's a car that really I thought was um, uh, spectacular. The uh, little Chrysler 200, that's going away. Yeah, it's going away. No one's, no one's going to miss that. No, the Dodge Dart, that was okay, but now yeah. we're getting into the 8-speed transmissions that are kind of funky. We're getting into 10-speed transmissions with Ford and Generalist Motors uh, with the new pickup trucks and the Camaros and, before you know it, the Corvette. Um, we're getting so far advanced that you and I, the normal guy, uh, we have to just take that tranny out and send it up because we can't fix the transmissions. They can't fix them from the factory, but it's got to go back to the factory and just replace it with another one. Yeah, and and I was talking to a guy who uh, used used to specialize in Mercedes, and he said I can't work on the transmissions anymore because the transmissions tied into the tied into the anti theft system. So when I pull a transmission out and I change some parts in it and put it back in, I have to send it to the dealer so they can reprogram the computer so the car starts. And if you ever want to put just an electric shifter in, whether it's a Dodge, Chrysler, Plymouth, or Mercedes, they're all the same, and a lot of the other cars. Say this shit, you broke the shifter knob or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can put the shifter in, but the car's not going to move. Right. It's got to be programmed, and you need OEM factory scan tooling. Not that they won't give you the tooling or give you the programming. You just have to buy it. Yeah, and, you just and have to buy it. For me to spend $15,000 for a Mercedes scan tool for one shifter repair, it's not worth it. The same thing with the ignition keys. If you look at some of these crazy, silly keys... Uh, we're talking three to five hundred bucks for a key, and again, um, a lot of us in the business, without having the dedicated software and scan tooling, we cannot program them. And you have, yeah, at least in Hyde Park, I don't think I ever noticed in Middleborough, but Hyde Park, you literally have a wall of scan tools. 
Yep, and you ready for this? Middleborough this year got all the same. And the best scan tool that I think we have seen is that auto science scan tool. Mm. Um, it's for imports, basically. And uh, we had a Lexus on the shop the other day. A guy brought a dash cluster in. Uh, he's oh, this is the same thing. It's out of uh, the same kind of car. It's a sister car. Yep. We look at it, plug it in. Well, now we have communication, but we can't program it, look at it. Uh, closely, it's a different uh, configuration internally, uh, and it could not be programmed. And without having that auto science tool, it would have had to go to the dealer, and he would have paid probably three and change to find out that it was not a compatible dash cluster. Yeah, even even my old Hyundai, the Hyundai dealer is the only one that could program the remote for the key. They're the only ones. Locksmiths can't do it. You have to have the Hyundai factory scan tool to do it. And they're the only ones they're, they're the only ones that can do it. So, you know, it's, it seems like, and the key doesn't even have a chip in it. It's just to program the remote so you can open and close the door locks. And, and you know, they, they said, well, no, you've got to use the factory Hyundai scan tool. It's pretty amazing what yeah. we're seeing. And if you just think about uh, where we're going to be in five years, buddy. Oh, in yeah. five years, you'll be able to drive that Tesla into your garage and not have to plug it in. It'll plug. Uh, it'll charge uh, electronically through the microwaves uh, from the mat that's going to be underneath the uh, the front of the car. Yeah. No. It's uh, you know the same. You know the same technology they already have in cell phones, and some of the new cars today already have that that uh, little pad. So if you have that style cell phone, you just throw it in the console in your car, and next thing you know, it's charged up, and you haven't plugged it in yet. With the exception of an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why is that? I don't know. Uh, you know, next next time around, you know, whatever, whenever, whenever they figure that out. So, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting career for both of us, and uh, we're both in uh, getting up there in age, and we just got to say, what's the, what's the next chapter of our life going to be with these cars? And it's going to get even crazier as time goes on. Um, I saw that Nissan Rogue commercial on TV uh, for the Rogue One, uh, the uh, Star Wars yep. thing. And uh, it's pretty amazing that uh, we saw that car a couple of weeks ago down in at the Middleborough uh, Automotion Garage, and uh, it's it's amazing how that car has got so advanced. It was such a nice, easy, uh, I would think, midsize SUV to get in and out. That's the big thing, getting in and yep. out of these SUVs. Yep. And, you know, the, the ladies sometimes, you know, and, and the guys, as we get a little older, a little shorter, wow, it's a little tough to get in and out. I wish it was lower. And I think the car companies are now listening. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Hey, Junior, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I want to wish you and uh, Miss Collar a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. To you and yours, right back at you with all your listeners. And I hope you have a great rest of your morning, day, and uh, all that good stuff. If you ever need me, you know who I am. I know where you are. All right, all right. take care. So, uh, all your listeners and everybody and the producer of the, of the uh, John Paul uh, talking show for cars and all that good stuff, a happy, happy, happy to everybody. You too. Take care, Junior. Bye-bye. That was Junior D'Amato. He owns uh, Junior's Automotive in Hyde Park and Junior's Automotive in Middleborough. I've known him forever. I think I've known him for 30-some-odd years. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston.
Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020. Over the past year, Focus on the Family programs have helped you strengthen your marriage, raise godly children, and spoken to your spiritual health. Your support here at the end of the year will help determine how effective Focus can be in your home this coming year. Right now, your tax-deductible gift will be matched by a grant to double your impact. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword FAMILY. To give your gift, log on to wezradio.com and enter the keyword FAMILY. Or click on the banner. Honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical. Decorate your yard with real reindeer. Oh, no. No, no, no. Please, not the azaleas. Or you could just get a great deal on a Honda at the Happy Honda Days sales event. Hurry in to your Honda dealer. At Honda Cars of Boston and Everett, it's the most wonderful time of the year with the Happy Honda Day sale going on until January 2nd. The prices have never been better. So visit Honda Cars of Boston today at 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com or call 1-800-65-HONDA. That's 1-800-65-HONDA. Visit Honda Cars of Boston and Everett today. Honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical. Decorate your yard with real reindeer. Oh, no. No, no, no. Please, not the azaleas. Or you could just get a great deal on a Honda at the Happy Honda Days sales event. Hurry in to your Honda dealer. WROL Boston. You're listening to the Car Doctor program with Triple A's very own John Paul. All of us here would like to take this moment to wish you a joyful holiday season. Remember to drive safely, wear your seatbelts, and be good to your car. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now back to the program. Okay, it's the one Christmas song no one's ever heard of. So, uh, but we we have some we, we you know resurrected some Christmas music. We have a, we have a few uh, a little country Christmas in there too. We'll play that a little bit later. But let's talk to a very patient Fred. 
Fred, you still there? Yes, I am. I am here. I didn't think you would get comedy with the car program. Well, you never know. Laughing over the whole Christmas Eve morning, I heard the tail end of the show, and you and Junior talking about how old you are. Oh yeah, well, I remember you from JDA. Oh yeah, yeah. And I couldn't get his program from Brockton in the house. I had to go out in the car in the driveway because of the antenna. I listened to him. I'm 64 now. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all about the same age. How, how about we say we're getting vintage? Yeah, there you go, there you go. Okay, and how about a compromise? How about this Happy Christmas Eve? Happy Christmas Eve. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, my my question is this: I telephoned you a few years ago. I have a 2006 Toyota Corolla CE. I bought mm-hmm. brand new. Yep. And you helped me about uh, whether I needed to go somewhere to have the battery done. And you mm-hmm. told you looked it up and that all day. And said, nope, you can put it in yourself. So I went to Nap. Coated or they're stainless steel. I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but they're pretty. They're compared to some other cars, they're very rust resistant. So okay. you know, for your car, what you really need need to do for your car is mm-hmm. every year or so mm-hmm. have it get you know have it up on a lift and have someone just look under it and see how well it's doing. Oh, I do that myself. Yep. Oh, I have, okay. You know, I have the jack stands. Oh, okay. I was just I was just curious about that. No. My major concern is it has the original long-life antifreeze yep. and the brake fluid. Uh, it's a standard transmission. Oh, okay. Um, should I spend thousands and just bite the bullet and have a mechanic change all the rubber parts, like upper lower hoses, or since it's so few miles? You know, hot, or, you know, it's funny. It's years ago hoses would last four or five years at mm-hmm. most. That was the best you could get out of them. We're, right. seeing them. we're seeing them go 10 years with no problems at all these days. Um would it would it hurt to you know change you know the upper and lower hoses and flush the antifreeze and get new coolant put in there mm-hmm. and get new hoses so you know you're in good shape? Mm-hmm. It it could it would never hurt, but I mean I'm in a similar situation, although a lot more mild, with my personal car, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's it's on it's ten years old and um, the radiator hoses. And the radiator still looked to be in really good shape. So I'm just, you know, I, I looked, I checked the coolant, make sure it's in good shape. But the hoses, I have no concern about the hoses at all. They're not squishy. They're not hard. They seem as right. good as they were when they were new. So, well, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, so, I mean, everything I mean, was beautiful. Uh, but yeah. what about the tires? I know they say six years because the rubber deteriorates. Um, they're 10 years old. 10 years, uh, 10 years is about the mark where... Um. Yeah, yeah. You probably should think about. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I never go on the expressway. Yeah. It's, it's just Quincy. And yeah. So if I have a, a, a blowout, I guess yeah. that would 
I wouldn't be going very far into someone else's lane. Or yeah, and if, so, you had a blo- if you had a blowout, it, you know, you'd hold onto the wheel and yeah, kind of deal with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, if the tires don't show any signs of age cracks... Yeah, I do see a little cracks, but yeah. is that normal for the yeah. cracks? Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, if you don't see big cracks... No, you know, no they're tiny little yeah, ones. You know, it's funny, I have, I, I have a little tiny cottage on Cape Cod, mm-hmm. and I have a motor scooter that I keep down there because it's... We only have one one car when we go down there, so sometimes mm-hmm. I need to go someplace. My wife needs to go someplace, so I take the scooter, and the tires on the scooter are 20 years old, and I keep looking at them going, I probably should just replace them. They can't be that expensive, but I keep looking at them and I go, you know, they still look like they're, they're not even cracked. They're, they look like they're in good shape, but, I'm, but I keep thinking, you know, getting a flat tire on a car is is annoying. Getting a flat tire on something that only has two tires is well, that's dangerous. So, uh, you yeah. just made a funny remark when you wife has to go somewhere and you go somewhere she gets the car you get the scooter yeah yeah pretty much that's the way it always works yeah well yeah. so really i really don't have to do anything i you know i would just i would keep track of the fluids the antifreeze oh everything's perfect yeah the antifreeze is the only one antifreeze besides losing its ability to keep the engine from freezing it loses yep. its additives over time yep. and I know. It, yep. yeah so yep. about the lubricating the water yeah, yeah. but it's 6700 miles i think the water pump should i just leave the antifreeze alone you know uh, the antifreeze <laughs> I go in anyway for the recall to yeah. for the bag to yeah. There. yeah the antifreeze is one of those things that at 10 years old uh, it, you, even though it's got such such low mileage on it, I know, I yeah, know yeah, I, yeah, you might want to, you might want to take care of you, it. You told me to change your oil once a year. The guy, yep. he says, he says, unbelievably, he says, I said, yeah, I drove six hundred miles this year. So you told me it's a good yep. idea. Yeah. So, it, so it is a complete stainless steel exhaust system. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And the only the, what will what will probably fail before anything else is between <laughs> the engine and the catalytic converter. There's sort of a stainless steel flex joint, so it doesn't vibrate the exhaust. And oh. over time, you we see those fail every once in a oh. while. But but still, you know, at, at ten years old, you got to expect something. No, no, like no, 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 no. Thirty years. No, <laughs> so I don't have to. I, I, I you know, at this totally point, kidding. I'm totally kidding you. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to last thirty years. The way it, it, the the way it is, you know, the the uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be, you know, rust and corrosion that can start to affect connections and things oh, like that. That can be a oh, problem. Nothing. Oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. none of that. Because yeah. uh, I don't drive in the uh, uh, winter time after a snowstorm. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no corrosion yeah. on the terminals. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, well, I appreciate that. So, All I don't right. have to do anything other than possible. I, yeah, yeah. Wow. I would just, yeah, and I would just keep it. You know what you're doing, exactly. You know what you're doing every. You know every time you take a look at the car, check it over. That's what you need. To oh do. yeah, with yep. a fine tooth yep. comb. Yep. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, I do drive maybe once in the winter, and I see a little bit of road salt. I just, you know, I, I just take a, a fine tooth. Uh, my old toothbrushes. You know, when you're done with them, and just get it off there. Yep. Nope. It looks virtually brand new. Yep, no, nope. so, you're, you're, well, you're doing all the that. right things. So, so all I have to do is just the antifreeze, and, and the car will be fine for another 20 years. You don't 
I don't have to do the hoses, brake hoses. I, you know, or... I would just watch them, and if you start to see them starting to firm up, like they're mm-hmm. starting to get kind of uh, kind of stiff, then mm-hmm. I think then I think about replacing them. But other than that, I wouldn't. I'd oh, keep, that's keep well, an that's eye on everything. Well, that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's like I that's... like I said, if you said to me. You know, I haven't driven this car 7,000 miles in all the time I've had it, but you know what? It's about time I'm going to drive around the country in it. Then I do the hoses, the yeah. belts, uh, tires, right. brake fluid. I do all the fluids, but you just, yeah. you, you're not going anywhere, so I wouldn't, I no, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Yep. My, my whole family, they all laugh at me. I wasn't even going to buy this thing. But they said I needed a car, and I said I was just content with Transportation. Now that I have it, they make fun of me. Say, "Would you buy it for us?" I would have bought it if it weren't for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. my, my Sundance, uh, the brake lines at 16 years. I I wanted to keep the car. Yep. And the mechanic said, "I love your business, but a Swiss cheese under there." Yeah. No. My neighbors said, "Oh, when the car gets that old, uh, and you need brake lines and fuel lines." <laughs> I guess it is pressure down here in House Neck. He said, oh, we call that a House Neck tune-up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it costs a thousand dollars. Yeah. Also, it's perfect for the lines. And, oh, that's great. No, yeah. it's wonderful. Well, Merry Christmas. All right, Merry you Christmas to you. All right, thank you very much. Okay. okay, bye-bye. All right. Let's go over to line two and talk to Mike. Michael. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas. Doctor, how are you? Good. Hey, I got, I got three quick issues I want to mention to maybe give you some feedback. Okay. First, background, my company that I work for, uh, electronics are used, one in four cars worldwide use my company's electronics, so a little background. First is a computer electronics show, which will be in 10 days out in California, which I will be attending. Uh-huh. Uh, it's interesting that Chrysler Fiat is going to introduce a new model that can the computer electronics show. That shows you how powerful that show is right now. Oh, sure, yeah. Number two is talking, listen to a uh, your previous uh, call, Junior, uh, his ground problems are going away in 2018, because I think I mentioned to you once a long time ago, we're putting Ethernet in all the cars. Yep. We're pulling 280 pounds of wire out of every car in the world and putting Ethernet in there. So a lot of these ground problems are going to go away real fast mm. in the 2018 yeah. model. That's, yeah. that's a done deal. It's happening. Yeah, it's it's the, the problem is it's the last 40 years worth of cars. <laughs> Well, but, yep. well, here's my, yep. my next comment. It was, my last next comment I may bring it to you. New cars, my prediction, my personal prediction is in two or three years, no one will buy a new car. They'll only lease a new car. And the reason behind that is the electronics in these cars, you know, they're basically data centers now, and they're basically hotspots, is moving so fast that a three-year-old car probably can't keep up with the electronics as it's changing as far as the consumer is concerned. Certainly engine management things, you can update over the air, but it's going to change that fast. Like an iPhone, I have an iPhone in my Lexus. I can't use it because the car is four years old. Mm. It can't, won't connect to it anymore. So I think that that's a new trend we're going to see is, is leasing, not because people want to lease, is because people want to lease to keep up with the technology. Yeah, I mean that certainly is one of those things, you know. Except for except for Fred, who keeps his cars for you know a hundred years and only drives seven thousand miles. But um, you know, but you're right for a lot of people. And right now, the lease rates are so favorable that you know you can go out and lease some pretty, you know, you can go out and lease a you know pretty nice car for a couple hundred and two hundred two hundred fifty dollars a month. And you're right, you know, at some point it's going to seem like in 
Um, you know, some of the electrics are already that way. You're buying the car and you're leasing the battery sort of thing. So it's, you know, it's the, it's the next step away. Uh, you know, but we'll, we'll, you know, time will tell. You know, one of the other things, of course, is they're leasing a bunch of cars right now because they want to, They want those cars, when they get off a of lease, to fortify that used car market, which has been yeah. in pretty poor shape in the last few years. Yeah, I, I agree. I went out looking for one myself, and you can't find them. But I think there's going to be some big transformation, which we've never seen over the – I think somebody said the next uh, five years, the car industry will change more than the previous 50. I saw that comment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, without a doubt, with, uh, you know, with you know, every new car has some level of vehicle autonomy in it now. You know, they stop. They, you know, tell you you're, you know – drifting out of the lane they tell you you're doing this they tell you know and the cars are getting to the point where you know i don't know that you and i will ever have a car that we get in in the morning and just tell it to go where we want it to go but on the other hand those cars are going to be out there and they're going to be out there in some limited capacity i mean they already have fully autonomous ships cruising the ocean right now so you know you know fully autonomous cars eh, could be it's going to be, yeah, very yep. good. Well, yep. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thanks again for all your, your enjoyment throughout the year. Well, thank you, and the same to you, Mike. Take care. Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Why don't we let Karen pick another song? And uh, I don't know what happened to David Autotwist. Maybe we'll give him a call, see if he's there. Hey, guys, what's the problem? The what do you mean? It's warm and beautiful outside. Exactly. No snow. No Santa, which means I've been good all year for nothing. This is going to be a miserable Christmas. Well, maybe not, fellas. Well, I've been sort of worried about Santa Claus this year. You're worried? My life's raining on this delivery. Cause we live way down south. And it didn't snow down here But I'm telling you not to worry Cause I just got the word Everybody listen closely And I'll tell you what I heard Santa's coming in a pickup Instead of his trusty sleigh He'll have a truck instead of a reindeer To carry him on his way Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020.
Over the past year, Focus on the Family programs have helped you strengthen your marriage, raise godly children, and spoken to your spiritual health. Your support here at the end of the year will help determine how effective Focus can be in your home this coming year. Right now, your tax-deductible gift will be matched by a grant to double your impact. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword FAMILY. To give your gift, log on to wezradio.com and enter the keyword FAMILY or click on the banner. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Everyone knows about George Frederick Handel, but few remember Charles Jennings. But it was Jennings who wrote and conceived the idea of the Messiah, the massive oratorio that is performed thousands of times worldwide at Christmas. Jennings wrote the libretto, that is the text of the Messiah, tying together the Bible's central story, God's salvation of his people through the work of the Messiah. He used the very words of the Bible for his text. Jennings had a purpose in his project, and that was to remind his audience of the truth and power of the story of salvation, and thus his attention to the birth of Christ. In just 21 days, Handel put the words to majestic music. For unto us a child is born. That is the prophet's declaration of God's great gift to us at Christmas. It is the reason for the unspeakable joy Christians know at Christmas. Merry Christmas from the Salem Radio family. I'm Albert Moeller. You're listening to the Car Doctor program with Triple A's very own John Paul. All of us here would like to take this moment to wish you a joyful holiday season. Remember to drive safely, wear your seatbelts, and be good to your car. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now back to the program. And welcome back. And uh, with us on the phone is Dave from Auto Toys. Hey, Dave, I have some last-minute shopping I need to do. You still have those remote car starters all boxed up and wrapped for me? Dave? Dave? We lost Dave somehow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll call him back, see what happens. Little, little, little minor issue. Something happens every once in a while with the phones, and we don't know exactly what it is, but we'll we'll get it figured out and uh, work at it from there. See what happens. And we'll let Karen get that all sorted out. Let's see what happens. Okay, I think we have it. I think we have it all worked out now. Dave. Yeah. You know, you still have those remote car starters all boxed up because, you know, my morning my morning's getting a little more complicated and I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's too bad, but, yes, we will help you out the best we can. We definitely have some of those left. Yeah. How long, how long are you going to be open today? We will be here until 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, so, uh, so the, the guys can get to go home a little bit early. But, uh, you know, we were saying, you know, I always end my show with, you know, wear your seatbelt, drive, drive safely, and be good to your car. Uh, you know, you sell a lot of stuff that you can be good to your car with. Absolutely. Electronic devices galore, but we do a lot of safety stuff, whether it's backup cameras or lighting, navigation units. You know, we try to help you out to keep things safe. Yeah, and uh, one of the, one of the things, and Marita, my previous producer, who's gone on to 
produce a syndicated program now. Uh, you actually, her her Toyota Corolla, she was having some problems. You went in, you put a, I think, I think you put a new head unit in, you put something in so she could sync to her iPhone, and uh, all of a sudden now she has all her music. It's nice and easy to use, and those are the kind of features that, that uh, you have, and, and they look uh, they look factory when you're done, or better than factory in a lot of cases. Yeah, and connecting your phone, you don't have to use wires necessarily anymore. We do things through Bluetooth streaming, so that's wireless. We give you hands-free, so you're not, you know, being illegal and driving with your phone to your ear. Um, listen to your music, you know, streaming through your phone into your radio without having to uh, connect any cables is a wonderful thing. It's a little safer. Yeah, it certainly is. And I, I work in Rhode Island, and in Rhode Island, the, the the distracted driving texting law goes right down to your phone. So if you have your phone in your hand and you're listening to your navigation system, you're technically illegal. So they're, they're making it even more difficult. So you're right. If you can just leave your phone there and just let it talk through the speaker system in your car, all of a sudden now you're, you're, you're safer and you're not breaking the law. Yeah, a lot of our new radios have text-to-speech capabilities, so it will uh, read back your text messages for you, and you can you know talk to the Siri on your phone. Um, Android Auto is available, so you can connect to a non-Apple phone. So there's a lot of things available that weren't available just a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, and you can take you can take the factory remote starters and enhance them and make them better, right? Absolutely, we can add two-way capabilities so they can communicate back to the remote control. Most of the factory remotes don't work very well. We tend to repair factory remote starters or make them you know, dramatically better with range or how many cycles you can run them. So, yeah, I know. I know uh, another uh, person I know. Uh, they go to a lot of football games and they hate getting into a cold car. So they came down and saw you, and they put a remote car starter in that syncs up with their phone, and they can start. They can start their car around the world. That's right. Anywhere, and basically, that you have a cell phone signal you can start your vehicle from and you can see if it's running you can tell if the alarm is going off if you lock your keys in your car you can you know unlock it for somebody it's, it's got some pretty cool features that's called smart start yeah and uh you know back to uh backup cameras a lot of cars today have factory backup cameras but a lot don't and a lot are a lot uh, people find it a challenge to back up some of these cars because the back end of the car sits up higher. Uh, it used to be you could kind of see the edge of your vehicle. Now you really can't when you look out the rearview rear mirror or a back window. And these backup cameras make life easier. And you have some systems that look like the factory ones to the point where they're either incorporated in the rearview mirror or the camera doesn't, you know, it's not it's not an ugly camera. And I think uh, last time I was down there, you even had some that kind of blended in with the um, – with the logos of the cars, right? Yeah. Um, depending on the year of the car and what the dash looks like, we tend to combine those with a new radio if we can. So it's got a touch screen on it, and that yep. will give you that Bluetooth capability and a much larger screen. Mm-hmm. In the past, the rearview mirrors had kind of very small chiclet-sized screens, which didn't give you a real good display. But mm-hmm. we've got new units that have like four-and-a-half-inch screens built into the rearview mirror, which is big enough that you can actually get a good size image and a lot safer than those tiny little two-inch ones. Yeah, and uh, even even to the point we were, you know, we were talking with Junior D'Amato earlier, and we were talking about how none of us are getting any younger, and, uh, uh, you know, driving at night can start to be a challenge for some people, and you guys you guys have all kinds of different headlight enhancements you can do that are, that are legal and uh, give uh, drivers a better view of the road, right? 
Yeah, young or old, um, you know, some people just want it for looks, but a lot of people older like ourselves, uh, our eyes are, you know, tougher, and you want to see the potholes in Boston and that type of thing, and we give you headlights that are completely legal and are much brighter, much easier to see in oncoming traffic, the lines on the road, the stop signs, everything. And they start as little as 119 bucks and go up from there, and they don't exceed, you know, $300 installed. So it just depends on what kind of car it is. But uh, we can definitely help you out with yeah. that. A young, a young man like yourself has trouble seeing at night? <laughs> yeah, young man. I'll be 50 this year, so... I wish I was fifty, uh, but anyway, <laughs> the uh, but the yeah your place your place has been you you've been there you've been there a long time and you've owned the business for quite a long time now. But uh, I think with uh, you know people I heard this I heard uh, this morning that you know already people are headed out to go Christmas shopping and do their last minute shopping. But I think the idea if you're thinking about buying someone a remote car starter, the whole point of uh, being able to get out there and. Being able to get out there and uh, start your car, uh, like uh, Sully, who comes on after me, says, remote car starter, a whole lot cheaper than a garage. And you can heat up your car, you can cool your car, you can do a lot of different things. And they start at, what, uh, 300 bucks or so, right? Yeah, they start at 179 but most cars do require interfaces. So we kind of tell people that you're somewhere in that 279 299 realm on most of the vehicles. Um, it's going to be something when you come in today if you want to do it today we do have those units and you can leave as little as fifty dollars today you don't have to pay it in full mm -hmm. but we have customers leaving 50 bucks and they just pay the balance on the day of the install and they still have something they can give as a gift that we pre-wrap with christmas paper for them so it's not going to break the bank if you don't have a lot of cash at the end of your you know christmas buying season you can wait you know that week or two and get the money back up so don't yeah. be afraid to come in today and, and only bring 50 bucks with you yeah and that is such a smart that's such a smart move on your part you have this pre-wrap present and when somebody opens it up it's it's not like it's not like getting a pair of socks it's a cool present when you get to open it i haven't really met anybody that complained about it it's, it's, it's a wonderful item you know i have a a new used Subaru, and, and I have an icon on my dash that tells me my car should really run for a period of time before I drive it. It gives me an icon that, that looks to disappear once the car's warm enough, yep. and I tell people that just shows you that you really want to get that car running for a few minutes prior to taking off. Yeah, yeah. You, the 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 critical part is you you start it up and you you just drive you drive it you drive it like it's a brand new car, and that that little telltale is a good reminder. So remote car starters, uh, uh, alarm systems, uh, headlight enhancements, stereos, of course, uh, and uh, you know if you're one of those people that wants the booming big stereo, you guys can take care of that too, right? Absolutely. We are also a, a WeatherTech direct dealer, so we can get you WeatherTech uh, floor liners and floor mats. We do uh, rain guards, so if you're looking for that stuff for Christmas last minute or something, we can usually have it for you, you know, a day or two, obviously, later next week because today's the day before Christmas. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, it's, you know, there are those last-minute shoppers still. Hey, Dave, I want to thank you for taking your time out of your uh, busy Saturday. I know you guys you, you guys are always busy, but uh, I want to take you know thank you. And give us your address and phone number so people know where to find you. Sure. 517 North Main Street in Randolph. That's directly on Route 28. And our phone number is 781-961-9800. Yeah, so Route 28 in Randolph, if you're, uh, if, you're, uh, on the, if you're on the highway, uh, easy off the highway, just down a couple miles on the left-hand side. If you're coming through the middle of Randolph, uh, through the middle of Randolph and up a couple miles on the right-hand side. Yeah, 5A off the expressway or 20A off of 24. 
Perfect. Hey, Dave, thanks. Thanks as always. I don't know what happened, why we weren't there this year, but maybe it was because I was on vacation for a couple of weeks. Maybe that was it. Phone call is great, too. All right. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Have a Merry Christmas. You as well, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was, that was Dave from Auto Toys. Uh, we're always, we've, we've been there for about, we've been there so much that when I go in, my laptop still recognizes his Wi-Fi signal. Why don't we take another break? If you'd like to join us, uh, our phone number is 617-770-3030. We are coming back with trivia and a little quick car review. We'll be right back. to make your holidays even more magical. One, put eggnog in all your recipes. Eggnog a lasagna. Or two, take home a 2017 Civic with Bluetooth streaming audio at the Happy Honda Day sales event. The Honda Civic, the best-selling compact car in its class. Hurry into your Honda dealer. Based on IHS Automotive CYTD December 2015 Allen Street Traditional Compact Segment, new retail registrations in the USC dealer for financing details. At Honda Cars of Boston and Everett, it's the most wonderful time of the year with the Happy Honda Day sale going on until January 2nd. The prices have never been better. So visit Honda Cars of Boston today at 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com or call 1-800-65-HONDA. That's 1-800-65-HONDA. Visit Honda Cars of Boston and Everett today. Don't you just hate the hassle of car buying? Make it easy by finding your financing first. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. As a member of the City of Boston Credit Union for over two decades, I know that they always put their members first with some of the most competitive car rates around. You can figure out what you want to spend before you even go shopping. Come visit the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and apply today. Or call 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. Equal Opportunity Lender. Hi, this is Paul Sullivan of Sullivan Tire and Auto Service. Your tires are extremely important to get you and your family around in bad weather. Now's the time to stop by any Sullivan Tire and save big on road-gripping tires. That's right, Paul. Sullivan Tire is your Michelin and BF Goodrich Tire Headquarters. And now through the end of December, we've put all Michelin and BF Goodrich tires on sale. Enjoy great savings on a full line of top-quality road-gripping Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. The tires you need to handle a tough New England winter and trust our team of ASE certified professionals to keep your car running right. We do it all. Engine diagnostics, factory scheduled maintenance, winterizing, computerized four-wheel alignment, brakes, batteries, steering and suspension, exhaust systems, wiper blades, oil changes, and more. 
Again, now through the end of this month, enjoy big savings on a tremendous selection of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. See SullivanTire.com. Peace of mind driving. You deserve it. We provide it. WROL Boston. You've all heard the story about Rudolph and his nose But I'll tell you a Christmas tale that never has been told Well, you may think you've heard it all But you ain't heard nothing yet About that crazy Christmas that the North Pole can't forget Rudolph was under the weather had to call in sick So he got on the horn To his cousin Leroy Who lived out in the sticks He said Santa's really Counting on me And I hate to pass the buck Leroy said Hey I'm on my way And he jumped in his pickup truck When Leroy got to the North Pole All the reindeer snickered and laughed They'd never seen a deer in overalls and a John Deere. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. Uh, why don't we take a call? Let's, where are we going? We're just trying something out here. Let's see what happens. Let's go to, uh, where are we going? Let's go to Tom. Hey, Tom. I'm here. Tom. There you are. Here I is. There you are. I'm good, and you? Doing good, thank you. I uh, happened to be watching the Weather Channel the other day to get the local on the 8th. Yep. On cable TV. And who was on there but Junior? Well, you know, he's everywhere, isn't he? He's like a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was talking about winter tires versus what he's got on there now, and he asked me how, and then I called him up the next day over in Hyde Park, and he goes, "Well, how long was I on for?" I said, "Maybe a minute and a half." So it's funny they were down here for over three hours. You know, I said, "Maybe they're going to." Do, he says, "What did they talk about?" I told him the snow tires. He goes, "Well, I did things on the, you know, the battery charger and everything else, you know, the booster and." Yeah. I said, "Maybe they're going to do it at different times." But when you when you were talking to him this morning, he mentioned about the aluminum wheels. Yep. Uh, I have them on my Ford pickup. I just had them done about two weeks ago because they were all leaking. Mm-hmm. So I bought them back down to my uh, local repair shop, and they had to break them down, clean them, and coat them. And while they had it down there, I told them to put new valve stems in because I figured the valve stems are kind of old. And Junior said something about putting transmission fluid. What do they do, just take a paintbrush and paint the rim, or do they also paint the tire? Um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. He 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 said something about that. There's also a product, um, as disgusting as it sounds, I think it's called pig snot, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a and it's a goopy tire product. It's not like the regular lube. It's not like, uh, and it's supposed to do a really good job of sealing sealing the rims off. I know. I've even taken some of the uh, aluminum wheels, sanded them all down. Like he said, he has a wire brush on the end of a die grinder. And sure. Yeah. 
yeah. cleans them all off, and then take clear lacquer and actually spray them because sometimes the wheels get porous. Not just they don't always seal, sometimes they get porous. And when they're porous like that, the, the air just wants to seep right through it. And it doesn't take much to get them to stop. So a couple of coats of clear lacquer on the inside. But, you know, sometimes people get frustrated. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to need new tires. I'm going to go to tire. Or, you know, I'm going to go someplace. I'm going to buy a set set of four wheels that kind of look like it. You know, and I'll, you know, for $800, I'll get four brand-new wheels, four brand-new tires. I'll never have to worry about it. And, you know, depending on how long you're going to keep it. But, you know, it sounds like, you you know, you got you got 95% there. So I think you're probably in good shape. Yeah, what do they, when you go to a regular uh, tire shop, they have a certain product that they use? Yeah, yeah, they actually do. They actually have a regular product that they use for that sort of stuff. And, and um, you know, sometimes in the old days with, um, with uh, truck tires, they actually, the same lube they would put on, it was sort of the sticky paste stuff that they would put on uh, like a big truck tire to oh, keep yeah. the... To keep the split rims from rusting together, but it yeah. also actually acted like a sealer too. So you know that's one of the things you can use as well. Interesting. Okay. So it's good to hear from Junior. Oh yeah, always good to hear from Junior. Yes. Well, listen. Have a merry Christmas and enjoy the rest of the weekend, and be careful out there. You as well, Tom. Take Thank care. Bye bye. Bye. Paul, was that you? you. Paul. Paul. Yeah. Hello. 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 Uh, John, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you. I have a question we got here. 2010. I lost you, Paul. I don't know what happened. I, I mean, are you here? Are you there? Oh yeah. Yep. You hear me? Yeah, I'm here. I just uh, that was a user error on my on my side. Okay. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. I got a question for you on a 2010 Cadillac SRX. Okay. Bought this car a year and a half ago. It's been a money pit ever since. I uh, had to replace the engine shortly after getting it. Um, uh, just did a thousand dollar brake job on it, and the uh, and the rear hatch module just went, causing the alarm to go off in the middle of the night. And mm-hmm. so I had to open up. That was another twelve hundred dollar job. Now I got a problem with the flex pipe. I took it to a local Midas dealer, which I've dealt with before. And they've been pretty good. Um, uh, I thought they treated me fair in the past, mm-hmm. but they said that the flex pipe has to be replaced. And they're claiming, they, they're claiming, I, I believe them, uh, that, that they said it has to be a Cadillac part. They, they, it's not made by anybody but Cadillac. Uh, they took me underneath, showed me where the, the leak was. They said there's, there's uh, three Cadillac converters on that car, and this flex bike has a Cadillac converter. And it's going to be a $1,650 repair. Does that sound correct to you? Uh, it, it actually does. And, and that's one of those, you know, that's one of those things that I, and I'm sure if they thought for any reason at all that they could get away with anything but an aftermarket part, because, um, you know, the way things go, um, you know, aftermarket, aftermarket parts, they, they don't actually, they don't actually make as much money when they buy a part directly from the Cadillac dealership. So they actually make more money if they buy it in the aftermarket. So you know when they look at you know what the part lists for and their and their discount, there isn't there isn't as much. So you know looking at the amount of labor that has to take place to to do all of that, I it, I, I hate to say it, but it, it really doesn't really doesn't surprise me that it could get that it could get that expensive. And it's just it's at the point where it's just porous. Is that what it is? Yeah, what happened was about a year ago when my son was driving the car, he rolled over, he got some kind of a road hazard, damaged the pipe. Mm-hmm. I took it to them. They they actually, they, they were trying to save me from having to get the 
they'll replace the part. They said, look, this is going to be a temporary fix. You might get a few years out of it. You might get less. They cut a piece of the pipe out, welded it. Yep. And um, they say they have nothing left to work with now. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that, it, it saved me a ton of money at the time. Yeah. But, and, and when you even look up that, yeah, I'm, you know, as we're talking, I'm kind of looking up that pipe in, uh, in uh, all data, which is what I use, and they don't even have a price listed for it. Uh, so, yeah, Cadillac Cadillac part only, and that price probably varies with availability. So, I hate to say it, but that's probably that sounds that sounds about right. You know, just as a as a sheer guess with the amount of labor and all involved with that. Yeah, that's probably about right. So, uh, okay, uh, I I just want to make sure. I mean, I did they treated me well in the past. Yeah. That they were a legit place. Yeah, but I said, you know, it doesn't hurt to. Uh, no, it, and you know, you know, would it hurt to go someplace else and you know have somebody else look at it and give you a second opinion? It wouldn't hurt. You know, it might even, to some extent, maybe it might even make sense to go to a Cadillac dealer and just see what they have to say. The other thing, just to warn you a little bit on that vehicle too. The other thing to watch out for on that on that truck is um, some of them got really rusty underneath to the point where. Um, they really shorten the life of them. So when you know, when you know, a year from now, when you when something else comes up, you know, have them look, have them look at the body and frame on that to make sure there's nothing rusting away. That I've talked to a couple of people with just your vehicle, and they're like, they're like, yeah, the thing runs great, but I'm, uh, you know, the, my my shop tells me I probably don't have a lot of life left in it because the the subframe's starting to look like Swiss cheese. Yeah, well, I, I, I know. I, w- I was underneath it where they they brought me out in the shop and showed me underneath. So and as we were looking around, I didn't notice any obvious rust, but I can have some be. Yeah, I mean, out. I mean, just you know, and they wouldn't they wouldn't go and you know they wouldn't go and you know recommend repairs if the if the underneath of the car was rotted away. But you know, you're looking at you're probably looking at a couple you know the better part of a couple hours labor to pull the exhaust all off and hope everything comes off the way it should to get to that get to that pipe and you know the cost of the pipe is is expensive so i would i would i would shop around a little bit just to see if there's something else out there but like you said you got you got somebody who said you know we'd be happy to try to put something else on but the only the only thing we can put on is the the factory part you know other than if somebody actually had the ability to try to make something up for you uh, as a custom as a custom unit, that might help. You know, one of the one of the custom exhaust shops. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of those lose auto lose custom exhausts around. They might be able to make something up for you, but I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that, okay. That, uh, that 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 helps. I mean, I feel like I rebuilt this car uh, one piece at a time. Everything from headlights to uh, window motors to now the with the module and uh, brakes. Um, you know, it's it just it, it's been a money pit. Yeah, like our, like our previous caller said, in uh, you know after 2018, they're all going to be uh, they're all going to be Ethernet connected, so they're going to be you're not going to have all these modules and wiring connections. They're going to be bad, but uh, you know, who knows? You know, it'll be a while yet. So, all right, all right, well, take thanks care. For you, thanks for your answer. All right, Christmas. All right, you as well. Bye bye now. Thank you. Well, we have about 15 minutes left. We got to do a couple things. We have to do trivia. And our trivia question is, what car company in 1965 promoted the twin-stick floor shift with instant overtake? What car company in 1965 promoted a twin-stick floor shift with instant overtake? 
Call in with your best guess and runner-ups. If you don't win, you'll get tickets to the Boston Auto Show, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So call in with your best guess. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. What car company in 1965 promoted a twin-stick floor shift with instant overtake? If you know the answer, give us a call. But right now, let's talk to Richard. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Um. I've got an 05 lacrosse, and I checked the transmission fluid twice over the past two months, and it's da- it was down both times to the ad mark. Where's it going? That's what I'd like to know, because there's no evidence of any leaks you know, on the ground or in the garage floor, no place. Hmm. Now, I'm not I had an appointment sh- with a guy after the first of the year, yep. but uh, I just wanted to be kind of aware of what I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, is there, there's a couple of things, and I, and I, I don't... I'm not sure on that, but it's either there's there's only there's only two places it can go. It either has to leak or it has to disappear somewhere. And some and I'm not sure what year did you say your vehicle is? Oh five lacrosse. Oh five lacrosse. I don't think there's a vacuum control anywhere connected to that, but there could be. So what I would do if this came into a shop and I worked there, and you told me that every once in a while I have to add transmission fluid, what I would do is I would look at the transmission fluid, make sure, you know, see what it's doing, make sure there's no leaks, and then I would look for any vacuum hose connector that connects to the transmission. And any vacuum hose connection... Whatever it's connecting to, the diaphragm on the other side of that could that could be there to smooth out shifts, to soften shifts, to control different speeds. If the diaphragm's starting to go bad, it will literally suck fluid out of the transmission. So um, years ago, that used to, you know transmissions had something called a modulator, which was stuck on the side of the transmission had a vacuum line connected to it and you pull the vacuum line off you you tap it on your finger fluid would come out of it and you go oh this thing's bad it's one bolt take it off you know a 40 dollar part later and it's fixed newer cars some of them still use vacuum controls that's what i would look for so it's either being sucked out of the transmission through a vacuum line or it's leaking and the other thing is if it's leaking very slightly the other place it could be leaking and this would be a bad thing would be if transmission fluid was ending up inside the radiator mm-hmm. and that can happen I just too. Had the radiator flushed and uh he said there was no, no there was no there was no evidence of it okay and the other thing that i would do is i would add an ultraviolet dye to the to the transmission fluid and then i'd tell you to go drive it for a month and come back and i'd take i'd shut off all the lights in the shop i'd take out my ultraviolet light and then look and see is there a tiny bit of fluid streaming from somewhere that we didn't that we missed visually and now it's going to show up because it's going to show up bright yellow under the ultraviolet light Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks. Uh, all right. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. What car company in 1965 promoted a twin-stick floor shift with instant overtake? If you know the answer to that, we will give you a prize. And if you don't know the answer to that, we will give you a pair of tickets to the Boston Auto Show or the Boston Camping and RV Show or both. How's that? Let's go with uh, Rich, I think. Richard? Good morning, John. How are you? Good, and yourself? I'm doing fine, thanks for Saturday. Well, you know, it's, 
It's just another Saturday. It's not like I have anything to do. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw a guess in. All right. I'm going to guess American Motors. Be more specific. Well, it wasn't exactly American Motors in 65, so I need Ooh. a little help. Well, I'm too young for that, I guess. Uh, I'm going to say the Rambler. Rambler. You're, you are correct. It was Rambler, and it was the Marlin. The Marlin, the Fastback. The Fastback had it. You are correct. Oh, then I'm older than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't see those cards very often, but, you know, no, everyone's... You know, and uh, I remember I remember back when you'd see a couple of them here and there, and um, I remember a guy who was less than charitable who said, you know, and he said, look at the style of that car. Every time, every one of those they made, they should have just put a crusher at the other end of the assembly line, <laughs> which I thought was a little cruel, you know. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, stay right there, and we will give you a prize and tickets to the auto show and anything else I have in my uh, my secret prize drawer, okay? Oh, super, John. Thank All right. Great. All right. Great. Merry Christmas. Okay. Same, All right. Same to you. And if you would like tickets to the Boston Auto Show or the Boston Camping and RV Show, you can still get them. All you have to do is call up and wish Karen a Merry Christmas, and uh, you can get them. And... Um, I think that I think that's I think that was sort of the last thing. Karen's Karen's taking care of that. I want to talk about the car that got me here today, which is one of the latest entries into the luxury compact SUV market, and it is the Jaguar F Pace. The F Pace seats up to five in opulent comfort with full luxury features. The seats are supportive and have enough bolstering to hold the front seat occupants in place, even during how should we say enthusiastic driving uh, overall the cockpit does feel a bit tight although the seating position gives the driver a commanding view of the road my biggest complaint with the interior is the clumsy and slow infotainment center i'm just not a fan of these uh, infotainment systems that are in jaguar in land rover cars for that matter there are several engine choices our test vehicle is powered by the supercharged v6 engine that produced 340 horsepower coupled to an eight-speed automatic transmission this delivers zero to 60 times in sports car like speed actually i think probably six six and a half seconds i would guess around that the ride and handling is more sports than an SUV, with the F-Pace having a surprising amount of grip on twisty roads. Fuel economy averages about 20 miles per gallon, and f- premium fuel is required. Uh, is the F-Pace, F-Pace by Jaguar the best compact luxury SUV? Not quite, but it is very, very good. They did a nice job with it for, the, for Jaguar's first try in the SUV market. I think they did, I think they did an amazing job. So I think they did. I think they did a good job with that, and uh, so people are calling in now. People want tickets to the Boston Auto Show or the Boston RV Show. So always, always like, always like giving stuff away when we have the chance to do it. So that's always, always kind of nice to do. And look, it's Sully sitting right over there. Let's see if we can turn a microphone on for him. Oh, look, Karen multitasking. Check. One, two. Look at that. You can't hear. Well, other than me just well, talking. You, as long as no one's on the phone, I don't have any you, reason to hear because yeah. you're like four feet away from me. Yeah, and yeah. and even it, like even it, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about our ages. What? Yeah. Yeah. We're still able to hear uh, some stuff. Say again, please. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I know. So. <laughs> talking to my good ear. Which one is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So uh, it's get hey, all Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. 
Uh, we we actually I played get the key a, out of my car. Did you see me fumbling? Down no, no, I didn't. I, see, the post is sort of in the way. Oh, I can yeah. only see the license plate. I thought I was going to have to call you and ask your advice on how to get the key out of the ignition. <laughs> Um, usually they just come right out. They do, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So um, what happened? I don't know. No. If I knew, I wouldn't have to call you at uh, <laughs> uh, 617-770-3030. Look at how that, ask. how you know the phone exactly. number. Yeah. How many years? Many. Many, <laughs> many years. More 20. than a few. Many years. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's uh, the day before Christmas, mm-hmm. and as the... Uh, the kids that do sun, sunset sports in the morning, they refer to it as Christmas Eve morning. And, um, you know, I saw that yesterday yeah, in the store. I said it, Christmas Eve day. Yeah. I said, no, that's yeah, redundant. Yeah, yeah. One, one of their one of their callers, uh, you know, took umbrage with that <laughs> right, and, yeah. and said, "There's no such thing as Christmas Eve morning or Christmas Eve day or Christmas Eve day." Yeah, no. Um, I, I saw that. It did double take. Yeah. I said, "Wait a minute." Yeah. What is that? What is that? I blame myself. You know, if they got better kindergarten uh, programming, they they wouldn't have made those. Is, you think so? I you blame think that's myself. it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I yeah I don't know I I I said to them I'm okay with Christmas Eve morning it's fine Man, it's, it's Christmas it's, Eve I know it is Christmas ho, ho, Eve ho 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 so um uh, is uh, all your Christmas shopping done no no but I have a, a built-in excuse because the kids um my daughter-in-law's parents live in North Carolina yep. so the kids this year they they try to rotate they do the best they can mm-hmm. but, uh, so they're in North Carolina right now. And uh, they're not coming up here until close to New Year's. Oh, okay. And so Claire and I kind of talked. Yep. Said, you know what? Why don't we just, you know, delay Christmas? We can take advantage of those after Christmas sales. Yeah, absolutely. And um, have the family with us. And, um, you know, because she's been laid up a little bit, it's yep. a little bit easier on her, too. So How, how, how is she doing, by the way? Um, well, for those of you out there who care and don't know, um, <laughs> she broke they, her they all They all care. Uh, they, uh, she broke her femur on September 10th, the day before 9-11. That's the only reason I know that, because yeah. you're in the hospital yeah. watching all that. Yeah. So, um, what's that? September, October, November, December. Uh, it's about three and a half to four months. Mm. And she's just now beginning to put full, um, full weight on her leg. So it's been a, you know, a long and God bless her, a real tough yeah. road back, but she's got great spirit. She um, she wants to get back in the game. She wants to get back to work, and she hasn't been able to do that. But it looks like maybe now, right after the first of the year, she can go back. Good thing she doesn't play sports. You know, you know they would have had her back. They would have had her back on the field like three weeks later. With she has you know. a great passion for getting out of the house and doing things, and it's so it's hard for me to watch her being punished that she can't. You know, yeah. For, for me, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I sit down and watch TV and eat bonbon. But uh, no, she. She really wants to get back in the game, and she will. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's Thanks sure for that's, asking. Well, you know, you know, we're, you know, I kind of, kind of uh, joke a little bit with everybody sometimes when uh, somebody, somebody wrote to me. Although I'm a little disappointed, the, the, the um, question didn't make it to the Boston Globe today. But somebody wrote to me and said, uh, "Where you been? Where you been? You weren't, <laughs> you weren't on the radio. You were, you were, you were on Memorex. What's, uh, what's a, the deal with that's, that? That's they, they actually wanted, that's the best they, of. they actually wanted to know about my health, which I oh. thought was very thoughtful of. Yeah, them. really. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it's sort of sort of radio family here. It's you I know, like that. You, you have regular listeners and callers that I you do. talk to, and yep. you know, we've we've known each other for ten years now, mm-hmm. and maybe feels, even a tad more than that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So yeah. So, so this is um, our Christmas. Irish Hit Parade, at least in my segment, 
Um, traditionally, I played every... Here, I'm going to give Karen this one so she can load this in. Take track number two. It's very good. Um, every song in my segment will be Irish and Christmas. Perfect. Um, no, see if know, I can do it. See if you can do it? I'm sure you can. You know, back in the day, when you start in radio... You um you have to work Thanksgiving and you have to work Christmas and there's no question about mm. it. So I can remember those days when you know I was sitting here at Thanksgiving and everyone else was not here <laughs> and Christmas and these crickets. You just look out. And, yeah. Um, but you know people work hard all year, so they deserve that. But to break in, you kind of have to do that. So I flashed back to those days too. To those days, I remember I was at a radio station years ago and. This was before things were as computerized, but they did have CDs at this radio station. Okay, I remember and, before that. And uh, for an early Christmas gift, they actually got sort of a 30-disc CD changer. Mm. So they put all their songs in <laughs> so they could go and go Christmas shop. This has a bad outcome, doesn't <laughs> no, it? it? No, it, all, it worked out well. I think it worked out fine. <laughs> they just sort of hit play yep. and then left the radio station to go shopping. Yeah. And came back and hoped that it would, you know, somehow that the music would still be playing yeah. and the commercial and the advertisers wouldn't be upset that their commercials didn't run because they weren't te- technically advanced enough to know that you could stop the CD player and play a commercial yeah. and yeah. because then it was back with other stuff. But it was it was kind of like they came in, the, the guy who was sort of the engineer came in with this thing and he said, we're all set. You guys can take the rest of the afternoon off and go Christmas shopping and... Matt O'Donnell and I sometimes uh, fool around. You see the turntable over there? Yep. Well, all we had at one point in the history, the almost 50-year history now of the Irish hit parade, two turntables. Yeah. And we would literally have to run to the library, get whatever long-playing albums we could have, put them, cue them up, play it, and then do the same thing over yeah. and over again yeah. for hours. Now, all we have to do is find the song on the computer just with a simple search and press play. It's, it's a lot less... And we, we just look at each other and say, I couldn't do that today. Mm. I couldn't do it either. Yeah. I don't know how to cue a record anymore. Do you? Um, I don't know. They still have the slip thing on that's the radio. You need so, the yeah. slip cue, yeah. 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 That's all I know. It's, there's a talent to that. There that's, is. That's there is. It's beyond just pressing a button. And yeah. You have to no. time it out and release it at the right time and make sure the groove is in the groove. Uh, yeah. uh, another uh, another uh, old, we'll say older, older person I know who does radio yeah. was always proud of the point. He could always hit the post. Right. Exactly. You know, the terminology yeah, of practicing just... Practicing the car yeah. all the time. Yeah. I still exactly. do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But nowadays um, it's not so important yeah, because I, um, they want you to play the introductions. That's right. Now we got bumper music and stuff, so... Yeah. I can't really... hear the piano guy because I don't have any phones on. Will you tell me when he starts? He's just started. Okay. Just started. <laughs> What's that for timing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to go away. Uh, I want to wish everyone a happy and safe Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever whatever, whatever, whatever meets your needs. Uh, happy and safe and healthy. And I will be back next Saturday and to... Uh, Everyone here, Karen and Paul, Merry Christmas. Right back at you. All right. Wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.